To another episode of Splice Together, Together. where dreams come true. (laughs) I'm Michelle. (laughs) Take good care of your toys, because if you don't, we'll find out, Sid. We toys can see everything. And I'm Harper. I am the one they call Ewok. The frogman is Kawa, and the tiny little snake monkey is Mame. As you can see, we're just regular guys. <laughs> and we have a special guest, Harley. And she's not talking. Just oh, what do we pay her for? <laughs> just snorting around the studio. Yeah, you'll probably hear her snort at some point because she's our little piglet. <laughs> Speaking of piglets, <laughs> this episode, we are going to be diving into animated movies. So this does not include Babe, Pig in the City. So I don't know why I brought up Piglets. Yeah, I don't know where this pig thing's going. <laughs> does that count as animation? No, it does not. That is special effects. That's <laughs> so, peanut butter. Yeah, lots and lots <laughs> of peanut butter. So we're going to be, t- we have uh, seven picks each. We'll probably go back and forth and discuss like movie, anime movies that have stuck with us, that we liked in childhood, recent movies. Tried to pare down all the Studio Ghibli and Pixar's. Why seven? (laughs) Because that's what we wanted to do. Don't question us. You big dummies. (laughs) Um, And then we're going to start off kind of, it's not a real mini segment, I guess, but just talking about like childhood stuff and being kids (laughs) and animated crap. Being kids. (laughs) So, yeah. I guess we are going to dive straight in. So, Harper. Yeah. The year is 1988. We are born. (laughs) True. What are we watching as babies? (laughs) I don't know. Um, So, I guess, describe your perfect Saturday as a child. (laughs) Well, Saturdays, I was at my grandma's house where we did not have cable, so as far as cartoons and stuff goes, I was watching uh, the PBS Saturday morning stuff. So Arthur. It's very similar to mine. Dragon Tales, <laughs> uh, maybe Clifford. I don't remember what else. Uh, Teletubbies? Yeah. Probably too old for that. Yeah, well, you had that a, was kind of like when Nicole was. You had a teeny yeah. tiny little sister. Yeah. <laughs> Teletubbies are so creepy. <laughs> um, so what was your... Sunday, <laughs> I don't know. What else did you watch? Well, during the week, <laughs> I was obsessively watching. I was a Cartoon Network kid. Yeah. So I was I was a cartoon, cartoon person. So uh, Dexter's Lab and like Cow and Chicken, um, uh, Powerpuff Girls, all that stuff. And then... It's weird. I never got into Powerpuff Girls. That's... Yeah, that's I feel funny, like it was made that, for... I liked Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Um, 
And then that turned into, as I got older, that turned into like Toonami, like their anime thing in the afternoons. What's a Toonami? What's a Toonami? <laughs> it's the anime show. It was like two hours where they'd show anime stuff. So they showed like Dragon Ball Z and um, Cowboy Bebop. Well, no, Cowboy Bebop was later. I don't know. Mostly Dragon Ball Z stuff. And then yeah. that turned in later into like Adult Swim, watching lots of cartoons on there. And so, yeah. I've always been yeah. a very, I guess as far as movies go, I mean, I've definitely liked a lot of animated movies as a kid and, and still like a lot of animated movies, but I was definitely, and I was big into animated TV shows. I still am, I guess. I think I watched most of my animated shows after school. Um, like, I mean, I, I was kind of similar, like growing up, we didn't have cable. So it was a lot of PBS, like Arthur and was recess on PBS Maybe that seems like that an ABC thing, one. but either way, yeah, that's network. public. Yeah. Um, but then I guess later on, like middle school, I feel like after school, I would watch a lot of um, Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> oh, you're so lame. <laughs> and Pokemon. It's time And then, I mean, well, Nickelodeon, it's not all anime, but like, hey, Arnold, I hated Rugrats. See, I liked early Nickelodeon. Doug. I like yeah, I like Doug and Rugrats. De- or, um, but all the stuff that came slightly later, or it was like yeah, there was like those surfers. There was like Phineas and Ferb and, and the my fairy fairy godparents yeah. or whatever, fairy odd parents. Like I never got into. I was thinking Me I was neither. too old for a lot of those. Yeah, that's a, like a big touchstone for a lot of people, just slightly younger than us. I think. Oh, but Rocco, Rocco was the best. Oh, Rocco was Modern great. Life. And kind of Angry Beavers. I don't remember too much yeah, of that. Yeah, that was kind of on the edge for me. But yeah, then, and SpongeBob, too, was like, I think I just missed the boat on that. I watched a bit of SpongeBob since Nicole is young, and I think it it's not bad. It's definitely weird. No, I think it's funny when I have watched <laughs> it, but it's, yeah, I was like, I don't know. But I had it's some like a cult now. It. <laughs> it's yeah, like it's a whole thing. Cult of SpongeBob. <laughs> but it has your favorite voice actor, Tom, Tom Kenny. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> Um, definitely put uh giving him three or four extra houses i'm yeah. sure but also i also loved all the uh like game shows on nickelodeon like fam well there's like double dare and um guts guts yeah and uh, legends of the hidden temple yeah that came back right recently what was the one with um with that olympic athlete that hosted summer sanders yeah uh wasn't that figure it out maybe I can't remember. <laughs> uh, oh, I was super into those shows. Yeah. Those and, were the oh, best. And, uh, and all that was a big part of my childhood. Oh my God. Too. Like all I was that like, is basically SNL for kids. That's exactly it what it was. Amazing. Because I wanted to be an adult that could stay up late and watch Saturday Night Live. And, but instead I was able to watch uh, all that. Do you think Keenan knows bag how much we love and him? Barry. <laughs> I don't know. Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Good Burger movie. Yeah. I didn't know Keenan Thompson was from Atlanta. He is? Yeah, I recently found that out. I didn't know that either. Wait, which one is Keenan? I still don't know. Keenan's on SNL. Okay. Kel is the ditzy (laughs) one. To this day. I have not seen (laughs) Kel in anything in 30 years, but I still cannot remember which one is which. And then I guess we're just talking about any shows, too. You got to bring in Urkel. Family Matters. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not um, cartoon, but yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was so into Family Matters. I like, don't know Family why. Matters shaped my childhood. <laughs> I was hugely into Family Matters. Um, but so, like, but also Simpsons. Simpsons was the big one for me as a kid. I watched Simpsons a lot, but I don't remember, like, how old I started watching. Cause, like, you said that 
your friends couldn't watch oh, it. Oh yeah, nobody else my age were, when I was a kid were allowed to watch it. Because see, my uncle Dan worked for Fox at the time when I was a kid, and so he'd send us all this Simpsons merch all the time, like yeah. t-shirts and hats and dolls and whatever. And so I used to wear this stuff out all the time. And Bart was like my hero. And <laughs> all, and yeah, all my friends were like, I'm not allowed to watch the Simpsons. And I was like, well, why not? <laughs> I still find that really strange. But Yeah, I don't really remember if I wasn't allowed. But I feel like we watched it all together. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. That was a bad. big <laughs> Sunday night thing, man. We always watched Simpsons and X-Files and yes, whatever else came after King of the Hill for a while. And, you know, whatever else. Yeah, so as we got an older, like, what shows do we watch now? We have, like, Rick and Morty that we Animated like. Shows? Adventure Brothers. Yeah, Adventure Brothers. One of my um, all-time favorites. What's that? You like Samurai Jack? Oh, yeah, that's one I've of my all-time favorite that. shows, for sure. Samurai Jack's amazing. I vividly remember I was super upset that I was missing the premiere of Samurai Jack when we went out for, a, like, a graduation <laughs> dinner from, like, seventh grade or something. And it was on TV in the restaurant, and I was like... <laughs> Trying desperately trying to watch it and read the captions. I was really sad I was missing it. Yeah, I'd be so extra all the time. <laughs> it was so good. That show's amazing. One day I'm gonna get you to watch it. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, and then I guess so we were also talking the other day that there's so many movies that are like either live action or animation now of stuff for your childhood you would have flipped out over. Oh yeah, it's kind of funny. It makes <laughs> me really sad actually. It's like basically careful what you wish for. Because yeah. like when I was a kid if I went back in time and told my like 10 year old self that there were several Sonic the Hedgehog movies, <laughs> that there was a Mario Brothers movie coming out that, uh, you know, that ev- the two thirds of the movies that come out are based on comic books. Now I would lose my mind. And now I'm just like really bored with it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes it really sad that I couldn't experience that as a kid, but it's also like, eh, okay. Especially when you're, hero jim carrey is like yeah dude starring in sonic i mean i've never even seen those sonic <laughs> movies but i know that yeah if you transported it back to like 2001 i would lose my mind <laughs> it would have been my favorite thing of all time yeah i was the president of the sonic fan club oh my god the, for what chapter <laughs> uh, well it was only Noonan? me and one other person so <laughs> so you made up maybe, this, maybe your own there title. might have been three of us total in total <laughs> But we each created our this own. This was like a real thing. We each created our own Sonic characters. <laughs> Mine's name was um, what was his name? He was like a dark hedgehog, Ooh. and he had lightning powers. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember his name now. Like, Storm. That was his name. Storm. <laughs> That's really. And cute. do you remember when you could make uh, you could customize your own Nike shoes on their website? I think you can still do that. I'm sure you can. <laughs> I made some that were like themed after my hedgehog. It, they were called like like storm runner or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was crazy. Yeah. I printed, I went on Sonic web early websites like GeoCities websites <laughs> and I just print out pictures. I had a whole binder of like printed well, we pictures. We recently of Sonic found yeah. of those. <laughs> and we threw them all out. Yep. <laughs> your mom did because she doesn't love your childhood. Well. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want a binder full of poorly inkjet printed pictures of minor Sonic the Hedgehog characters. Yeah. But anyways. Well, nowadays, I just get mad that they're making live actions of every single Disney movie that I loved as a kid. Well, that's the thing. When we were a kid. Stop. I mean, we're going to talk about some of these. But when we were a kid, there were like masterpiece level animated movies coming out like twice a year year. yeah (laughs) and now all it is is like those ones worked let's just do it again or like pixar 
I mean, no, it's not to say there aren't good ones still coming out because we've got one on here on our list that's very new. But, um, you know, a lot of them, like you say, are just like remakes or sequels or let's yeah. try that again. Because I think so far they've live action like Lion King. Beauty and the Beast. I mean, Snow White, Beauty and the Beast. Um, Snow White? Oh, the Maleficent movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know there's Jungle Book. <laughs> Um, yeah, they've done Jungle Book a few times, I think. I right? mean, 101 Dalmatians was done in our time, but now they have like Cruella. Cruella. So it's like all the villains get there. Then they're no longer yeah, villains. It's like you're taking away our villain. I didn't even think about that. But more. yeah, the 101 Dalmatians <laughs> that we grew up with was the live action remake of the cartoon. Although I liked the cartoon. I liked too. both a lot. You know, it's, here's, here's a cartoon question I want to ask you. Did you also have a collection of VHS taped off TV animated movies like I did? I, that my parents made for us. I know we had a bunch of the like Disney clamshell boxes. Yeah, we had some But too. I do remember like we had a drawer that was filled with like just bootlegged <laughs> VHS it like, some, from other it, people. It took some, that's real dedication. Thanks mom and dad. Cause they'd be watching, <laughs> they'd watch them on TV and they'd be starting and stopping the record every time the commercials, no commercials would come yeah. So you'd see like half a second of a commercial and then half a second of another commercial and then it would yeah. come back. But I always remember we had one tape that had um, Land Before Time on it. And then I it had like the time. first like 10 minutes of All Dogs Go to Heaven and then the tape <laughs> ran out. So no. I've never seen past like the first 10 minutes of that movie. Do they go to heaven? I'll never we'll know. I'll never know. <laughs> well, did you also have the like collector animated comforter sets? I had oh, we had 101 a Dalmatian. We had, I think we had, a, we might have had that one, and we definitely had. We a definitely Lion had King a Lion comforter. King one because I've seen it. There's pictures of our dogs like sleeping on them. Yeah, yeah. I think we had a 101. Well, and Dalmatian you have a Pokemon one. comforter too. I, mean, I still so. use that one's the best blanket ever. <laughs> it is a little insane to think how old that blanket. That blanket. Is. That blanket. We probably bought that blanket in like 1998. Yeah. And it's now 2022, and we still use it regularly. Yeah, it's comfy. It is. <laughs> they don't make comforters like they used to. <laughs> Apparently not. Not brand, branded, uh, you know, video game comforters. Yeah. Um, any other childhood memories? Um, I mean, yeah, cartoons were such a big part of my childhood. Uh, when I when I cut uh, the tip of my finger off and had to go to the hospital, <laughs> I was on drugs um, because, like, pain medication. And they had a TV. Cause we were at Children's Healthcare, so it was a kid's hospital. They had uh, uh, not Rescue Rangers. um Alvin and the Chipmunks was on TV. Oh. I, very, I could vividly Another describe the episode <laughs> that was happening while I was getting my finger sewed back on. I was never a big fan of the Chipmunks. They're okay. I was a Rescuer <laughs> Down Under fan. <laughs> yeah. I like Rescue Rangers. Um, I'm trying to think. I liked all the, the mice-themed stuff. So you have the great uh, mouse detective, yeah, yeah. Rescuer Down Under. Uh, Friend Golly wasn't mice. What was the other one? I can't remember. Yeah, I liked Fern There's too. a bunch of mice. I have one of my most <laughs> beloved childhood. Oh, Fifle. Fifle Goes West. I don't know if I ever saw... I mean, I've seen them now, I think, but I don't know that, yeah. I've, that I saw them <laughs> as kids. But there's one of the ones that's on your list, actually, is one of my most beloved childhood memories, so I definitely will talk about that. But um, I'm trying to think. I thought I had one other memory thing I was going to say, but now I don't. I can't think of what it might have been. But yeah, I, I loved all this stuff growing up. I was way into cartoons I, yeah. coming home. Uh, here's one. I remember coming home every day. Dragon Ball Z came on at three, no four o'clock and we had school got out at three 30. And so we'd always be just making it home on the bus in time to watch it. And 
or coming home and then finding out because with Dragon Ball Z they were like dubbing it in real time so like if they got behind the schedule then it would be like all of a sudden they'd restart <laughs> the whole season over to give themselves time to like dub the next section next couple episodes <laughs> and so it, and it, you'd had no warning just the episode you come home from school and the episode would be like 10 episodes back from where you were yesterday and be like, no, it was so disappointing. But anyways. And then I guess we'll look forward to forcing our niece Thea to watch all the movies we oh, like. Oh yeah. That's going to be a whole nother episode, I think. And making her a letterbox account. Like we've already watched some stuff with her. Yeah. Watched a couple of little Her commitment to it her. though is lacking. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. We need reviews. Staff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll jump into our main segment now. Um, so we're going to go back and forth. We each pick seven films. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to talk about them in chronological order, uh, based on, Whatever you pick and I pick. <laughs> yeah. So we get to talk about the animation style morphing and changing over time, evolving into what it is today. <laughs> True. Um, Truth. And then, of course, because we can never commit to just seven, we'll have probably runner-ups at oh, the end. a million, yeah. Yeah, Harper's runner-up list is, like, longer than his... I was like, can we do a runner-up list? And Michelle's like, yeah, okay. Just and a it, few. It's, like, longer than our <laughs> other list. And you, like, group some together, so it's even longer than what it looks like. Yeah, that was, was kind of tricky. <laughs> All right, why don't you go first, because your first one is the oldest one of both of our lists. Okay, so first movie up is Fantastic Planet. This came out in 1973, directed by René Leleu. Yeah. And it is French, right? La Planète Sauvage. So. <laughs> I mean, they were speaking French in it for sure. Yeah. Um, yes, it's a French movie. So tagline, a sublime trip to a fine new world. On the planet Yagam, the drugs, <laughs> extremely technologically and spiritually advanced blue humanoids consider the tiny ohms, human beings, descendants of Terra's inhabitants as ignorant animals. Those who live in slavery are treated as simple pets and used to entertain drag children. Those who live hidden in the hostile wilderness of the planet are periodically hunted and ruthlessly slaughtered as if they were vermin. So this is a sci-fi animated movie. We recently just watched this, so I have no childhood connection to it because it would be a weird one to watch as a kid. Oh, no, this is not a kid's movie. Yeah, this is definitely made more for adults and kind of people philosophically thinking about life. <laughs> um, uh, and then I guess, I mean, we don't really know any of the actors because it's all French people um, and it's subtitled. So is it based on something? It seems like it should be. Um, so the gist of it, it's kind of like how we treat animals on our oh, planet. By um, the way, it's an international co-production between France and Czechoslovakia. Weird. Maybe they did the It animation. is based on a book. Huh. Um, so while we were watching this, it was just a lot of like looking over at Harley and be like, oh no, did we enslave an entire race of like people? Uh -oh. <laughs> Um, the animation style is two-dimensional. Um, you know what it reminded me of a little bit uh, is like the Monty Python animation where yeah. it's like 
photos from magazines cut out and then moving around kind of like yeah it has, it has a that, very unique style it's that very I like, like penciled in kind of drawings well it kind of looks like an illustrated book yeah it definitely um, does more than like you know toy story or anything um uh and I really liked how, I guess I just liked how this whole world looked, um, and like mm-hmm. the creature designs, and then the little little humanoids were weird too, <laughs> and they're all little weird costumes that they wear. And what did you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. It's definitely <laughs> very strange. Strange doesn't even begin to cover this movie. Yeah. Um, I like the animation style. I thought it was really cool. I like that smooth kind of fluid hand animated look that yeah. it's got. Um, I am not sure how I feel about the tactic of making things sci-fi by just having all the women's tits out all the time. <laughs> I, that was both, one of my like, mm, both alien and human. All the women always have their boobs out. Always. Yeah. Just like, okay, sci-fi. I wasn't going to yeah, bring of the, that up. World of the future. Boobs. Blue I mean, boobs. <laughs> boobs of all shapes and sizes. And um, there is a, a weird plot where it's like, uh, they just like go off to make babies and stuff. By like use, putting their brains in human statue bodies. Yeah. It's really strange. Um, honestly, I, I liked this movie a lot, but the only reason I didn't rate it higher than I did was because um, I wish it was actually a lot longer, which I rarely say. But like, even, yeah, how even the, long was this? It's only like 72 minutes. Yeah, it's super short. And like, it's such a strange story. I feel like you could have dived more into. Um, like the details of their weird societies and like how they yeah. found the humans in the first place. And like, it kind of works and that a lot of it feels like it's sort of off screen. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I just, it's so strange and fascinating that like I could have used more of it even, especially yeah. in the end, it feels like it's like, Oh, they discovered the the weird moon planet or whatever. And they figured out why they're meditating all the time. And like the end, like yeah. <laughs> it kind of ends like very, very It quickly. does end abruptly. And I do agree. It could dive in more into it. But it is certainly really unique and I can, and it, um, you know, I don't know what kind of other animated stuff was coming out in the seventies. I mean, I guess probably just the Disney stuff as far as features. Lord go. of the Rings was in that seventies. That was probably after this, but I'm not hundred percent sure about that. Like the Hobbit. and the Yeah. Ralph when Bakshi I was going stuff. through the animation list, I was like, I thought there would be more older things, but I guess it is just all Disney. Like. Snow White was in the 30s, right? I mean, yeah, those were the first and only feature-length ones for a very long time. But I want to know, like, what are the independent animated movies like this? (laughs) Yeah, this one's definitely very unique. Um, And I could see how it might be. It's I could see how it's very influential in the sense, especially that it's like a very adult, um, like hard sci-fi kind of um, movie. Like it's not, it's not, most animated movies are like, at least up to this point, I suspect we're like, okay, this is like a fable and it's a kid story. It's like that, that is the animation genre. Whereas this is like, this is a sci-fi movie that happens to be animated Yeah, because we couldn't have done it any other way. Yeah. That's kind of what it seems like. They had to animate it yeah. to get the story, especially um, if it's based on a book. The Lord of the Rings animated movie was 78. So a little ways after this. So yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah. Fantastic planet. Um, I say let's go. Oh, wait, is, was there anything else we wanted to mention? Or was that a... Nope, okay. your pick. Um, let's go in actual chronological order back and forth between ours, which we both have one from the same year. Okay, so I'll go. Sorry. 
housekeeping. Um, <laughs> so the next one is a little movie called Akira from 1988, directed by Katsuhiro Otomo. Uh, tagline, Neo Tokyo is about to E-X-P-L-O-D-E. Oh my God. For those of you who can't <laughs> spell, that's explode. <laughs> a, secret, <laughs> a secret military project endangers Neo Tokyo when it turns a biker gang member into a rampaging psychic psychopath that only two teenagers and a group of psychics can stop. Um, I, we literally just watched this yesterday, which is crazy. Yeah. Don't, don't at us. Um, <laughs> because obviously this is like a monumentally important animated movie. I've been putting off watching this for years because I wanted to read the manga first and I've only, I only have, have like the first couple of volumes. Um, Do you mean manga? It's manga. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you see the look I gave yes. you? Yes. Yikes. <laughs> Don't make me mansplain. Mansplain? me. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously this movie is crazy important. It was like the, um, the, it's credited a lot with being like the gateway of opening the world of Japanese animation to American audiences. Um, and it's, it was just, uh, hugely influential. They said in the trivia that the shot of, um, of Canada, um, riding his bike and like skidding off like away from the camera is the most like homaged shot in animation. Like uh, it's been done a million times. Everybody loves it. Yeah. And just even just the look of the motorcycle has been ripped off it for a million live action and animated things. Well, when we, yeah, I had thought I had seen this before and I was like, Nope, I definitely have not seen this. Um, but when it first started, I was like, oh, this serious like Blade Runner vibes in the opening and stuff. Yeah. Um, but Blade Runner came up before this, I guess. I don't know when the the comic was written, though. I don't know. But this one's also super interesting in that the guy who wrote and drew the comic also directed the movie. Well, that helps. And the movie <laughs> is it was like the most expensive animated movie in Japan uh, by like a humongous margin, like because it yeah. was all like done, you know, by hand and stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about the animation style a bit. So it's different from like Fantastic Planet. So it has more depth. Um, yeah. I mean, this is kind of, um, I would say typical, but it's definitely sets the, sets some standards for what a lot, a lot of anime movies look like, yeah. especially this kind of like action, epic sci-fi anime. Yeah. Um, it does some really interesting things, though. Like, I really liked um, when the bikes were racing, how the light streaks would mm -hmm. kind of stay and fade away. Yeah, that's very much an anime thing. And there was this cool part where it's like, um, I don't, they don't, I'm sure it explains it more in the comic, but I don't know what the, like, scientist was looking at, the oh, weird pattern thing. Yeah, that, but that looks almost computerized. That it, it was. Yeah. yeah, I read that was the only computer animated thing they did the whole movie. Was, it works. It's like it's it, the scientist yeah. is looking at this thing that's, like, um, it, like, measures the psychic power yeah. of uh So it's Tetsuo all jittery and, like, Yeah, it's very cool, rainbows. rainbow colored. Yeah. yeah, and there's always, like, a musical thing that accompanies it, too, which is neat. Yeah. Oh yeah, the music in this movie it very was good. awesome. Yeah, I agree. It was very good. Um, wonder what else the composer has done. I can look that up while you talk. Yeah, and so we watched the sub. So, wow, I, he has only done Akira. That is shocking. <laughs> that is shocking because I feel like everyone look loves at this it. dude though. He looks cool as hell. He does look cool. He looks like Canada. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> um. 
So I don't know if the dubbed version, if there's any like famous people doing the voices. Um, They've so done a couple dubs. There's, there's yeah. like a whole history with the dubs because the original one in the 90s was like terrible, I think. And they re- <laughs> they did a newer one in like 2012, like pretty recently that was finally kind of yeah. corrected a lot of the problems, I think. Um, this What age group do you think? I would oh, say this teens is... and higher. Yeah, this is pretty adult. Not very child. There's not any like... like well, it's not, there's a couple boobs. There's not no sex in nudity, but it's pretty <laughs> yeah. limited. But um, it's sci-fi. You gotta have your boobage. <laughs> but there is uh some pretty. I mean, uh, of our list, this movie has by far and away the most death and destruction. <laughs> I would yeah, say by like a humongous margin. Depressing because it's all about like World War Three and bombing entire cities and just yeah so much Essentially death. About people just get world. shot all oh, the it's, time yeah it's brutally uh like end of the world kind of catastrophe that hundreds of people getting killed you know kind yeah. of thing um it feels very epic and i think that's what akira i think is especially um interesting and cool to me is that i feel like the scale of it is something that is not matched very often. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of very many movies that feel like this, like apocalyptic, huge event. Like even like Marvel movies to me don't feel as big as this felt. Yeah. And for the most part, I feel like it's not too long or too short. It's like the pacing works super well. Mm-hmm. And like early on, you start figuring out like, oh, is this going where I think it's going? Like end of the world he's like being taken over by this psychic power kind of and, yeah uh i also i wasn't expecting his friend tetsuo to be um kind of the main person the villain ish yeah yeah um yeah i mean story-wise it's super interesting and i love the like the world building of it is great yeah i love that there's a lot of things that are left like not a hundred percent explained like you just sort of uh you know, it's just implied, like, the relationship between the, the weird little old psychic kids and stuff. Yeah, the little kids are so weird. They're, like, blue <laughs> and they're, like, little old yeah. people, but they have kids' voices. Yeah, but then you also have all this, like, city stuff going on in the background where, like, the politicians oh, and yeah. the army generals are, like, going like at ma- it. like major civil unrest and, yeah, like, yeah, the military guy basically... military. Yeah, the military basically holds a coup because the government is, like trying to shut him down but they're like you don't realize that there's like this the like cities there's like a nuclear bomb on the loose <laughs> yeah. we have to stop it um yeah it's super interesting and really tense um, and yeah like we said before the music really works yeah i'm surprised um they haven't tried to do a live action of they, it they have tried several times and they've never been able to figure out a way to pull never it off, finish right? it or no, they've never, it's never even made it to production, but oh. they've, uh, uh, several times they've tried to get it off the ground and it's never worked out. Well, I'm sure Scarlett Johansson would be fine to play the main. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is our first anime in the, on the list and it's one of the oldest anime movies I've seen, I think. I don't know that I've seen any older than this. Um, but yeah, what's what is your what's your relationship to anime in general? Uh, basically, no relationship growing up with it, and then just kind of uh, I don't know, whatever yeah. you show me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. I've never read like any manga or anything. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I don't think people count Yu Gi Oh. 
Pokemon as it. No, that's her anime. It's it's that's like more it, kids then. level anime. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Dragon Ball Z was definitely the gateway for a lot of kids my age, especially boys, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all I do is really watch movies occasionally. Yeah. But your next movie, which came out in the same year, has a big tie to my childhood and my introduction to anime. So next movie, my neighbor Totoro. 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 So this came out in 1988, directed by Miyazaki. Hiya, Miyazaki. Hiya, Miyazaki. Um, so two sisters moved to the country with their father in order to be closer to their hospitalized mother and discovered the surrounding trees are inhabited by Totoro's magical spirits of the forest. When the youngest runs away from home, the older sister seeks help from the spirits to find her. Um, so this is definitely made for kids. Uh, and the animation style is definitely more like two dimensional flat. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's amazing. Very painted backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I had never seen this before the first time we watched it together. And I was like, oh my God, where has this been my whole life? So (laughs) this is the one I was mentioning before that I have a great story because, uh, so this private school that. Uh, Kendall and I went to it was a Christian school and they had a um, they had a yard sale like a shared community yard sale thing they do every year where you could yeah. bring your stuff to the, the gym at the school and you could go and buy people stuff and we bought like our bikes there we were kids and stuff and we bought a VHS of my neighbor Totoro having no idea what it was we were like this looks interesting and bought it and took it home <laughs> and Kendall and I were like obsessed. With I would have been obsessed too if I'd seen this younger. We were so into it. And I wish when we were kids there had been a bunch of like merch for it because we would have bought like Totoro bean bags and pillows <laughs> and stuff like crazy. We were so into it and it was super weird because we didn't know we were like, what is this movie and where has it come from? Because we had never heard of it. Nobody had ever talked. I didn't find out until years later when I got into like other Ghibli movies that I was like, that was one of these. Yeah. Like I was like, I just thought this was some weird movie we found at a yard sale. Like it was yeah. this weird little mystery <laughs> thing. I definitely miss that era when you didn't know everything about everything all the time because of the internet. And, um, this was just something that we were like, wow, nobody knows about this. And this movie is awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was like beloved in our household for sure. Yeah. Um, what else we got? So the story, I mean, it has everything that I love. So lots of cat like creatures. Cat bus. <laughs> yeah. Cat bus is amazing. Totoro is just big and goofy and quiet. And I like, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think it's been a while since I've actually watched it, but I, I really like the music and like the opening song, yeah. obviously. This is definitely a comfort movie for me that I could watch anytime. And especially if I'm feeling down, this is a movie that would always cheer me up. Yeah. And it's about like, relation family stuff (laughs) here's what i think is really really exceptional about totoro that i think puts it above a lot of the ghibli movies yeah is that i feel like this is one of the few movies i've ever seen that is a a kids movie and b is starring kids but takes their like emotional internal lives really seriously yeah like it's not treated as like, oh, they're it's so funny. They're just being like big babies and they fall down and skin their knees or whatever. It's like everything that happens to them is treated with the same kind of dramatic weight that you'd give to an adult story. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really rare and super interesting. Um, and it makes the movie like ex- really emotionally uh, 
um, resonant to me because it's like, this is exactly what it was like to be a kid when everything hits you so hard. Yeah. Good and bad. Like the fun stuff is like the best thing that's ever happened to you every day when you, <laughs> something, there's something new that's like the best thing you've ever seen or done. And every time something bad happens, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Um, so yeah, I, I find that so amazing about Totoro. It, it's awesome. Well, it just makes you feel happy too by the end of it. It's definitely yeah. a feel good movie. And the big climax where May runs away and they're trying to find her is also really kind of scary and intense, but in like kind of a kid way. Yeah. And it works really, really well. And yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a story, you know, it's like a, family getting through a difficult time kind of thing, but seen through the lens of the kids. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I don't know, this movie's done super well. I love Totoro. And I don't think they could ever make this live action without it looking ridiculous. <laughs> so I think it's one of the few movies we've that only seen, works. We've seen some good cosplay at Dragon Con. Yeah, but like the little dust ball creatures and stuff. There's just too much imagination. I don't think you can like encapsulate that. <laughs> Yeah, with real people. Um, I feel like we've probably watched both versions, subs and dubs. Isn't it Ellie Fanning or Dakota Fanning? I don't know that I've ever seen the dubbed version or the sub subtitle version, to be honest. Um, Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Letterboxd doesn't list the American cast. Yeah. I know it's Tim Daly plays the dad who's the voice of the animated Superman. And yeah, it's it might be. I think it's Dakota and Ellie Fanning. I think so. I think they're playing the sister. I'm fairly sure that's who it is. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up IMDb. Um, Yeah, we didn't. I don't know if they also. They do. You usually have to scroll way down. (laughs) They ruin their website. Oh, I can't even look at it. Great. <laughs> yeah, I hate the redesign of IMDb. That's a whole other subject. It's what awful. the heckin'? <laughs> you have to click on Topcast, I think. Boy, this is thrilling stuff. Okay, it is Dakota Fanning, Ellie Fanning, Tim Daly, Pat Carroll, Leah Solange, Frank Welker. Frank Welker. Of course he does the voice of Totoro and Catmus. Yeah. He, he might have done the... the Totoro's. Oh no, he didn't do the Totoro in the Japanese version. Anyways. Yeah. So, um, hopefully they never try to remake it because it's perfect. That's what we're going to say about, (laughs) I think every movie on this list. Yeah. Uh, any other Totoro thoughts? Um, no, I just think it's great. I mean, it's, it's definitely in the same category as some of the other Ghibli movies that are in our runner ups. Like, uh, like Spirit Away is really similar in themes about like a kid. But this one's cuter. Well, it's certainly it's the cutest <laughs> movie by far, except for maybe Ponyo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all about, you know, kids using imaginary games and stuff to work through what the adult problems happening around them are. And that's I think that's really hard to pull off. And it's done expertly. Um, next up, we're going to jump ahead a couple years to 1993. And that is Batman. Mask of the Phantasm, which we have talked about in a fair amount of detail on our Batman episode, but uh, we'll talk about it again right now. (laughs) Uh, That's 1993, directed by Bruce Timm and Eric Radomski. Um, Andrea, (laughs) Michelle's petting Harley in her stroller. I'm loving it. She got me. (laughs) Uh, Andrea Beaumont strolls back into town, rekindling an old romance with Bruce Wayne. At the same time, Batman is mistaken for a masked vigilante assassin who has begun systematically eliminating Gotham's crime bosses. Now on the run, Batman must solve the mystery while navigating his relationship with Andrea. 
um, starring Kevin Conroy, Dana Delaney, uh, Stacey Keach, uh, Abe Bogota, Dick Miller, uh, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, yeah. Mark Hamill, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is arguably the best Batman movie ever made in my opinion. <laughs> um, well, it's drawn just like the animated series, well, right? The entire same crew. This yeah. is going to be just a TV movie, like an extension of the show. And then Warner brothers saw this and there was, they were like, this is amazing. We need to put this in theater. So they redid, uh, they redid parts of it to make it, to make it widescreen for TV. Yeah, I mean, we for didn't movie theaters. mention the show. I used to watch the animated show and Batman beyond. Oh yeah. And all of those. I was huge into those and Justice League and all that stuff. It yeah. has such a unique style. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's amazing that it's based on like the Tim Burton Batmans. Like they took that like art deco twenties yeah. uh, style and then turned it into this like gorgeously animated cartoon. Um, and one of the all time greatest cartoon voice uh, acting casts. I think. Who's that? What? <laughs> Kevin Conroy. <laughs> oh yeah. I love Kevin Conroy. He's amazing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is like, it's a great Batman movie and it's a great animated movie just cause it's gorgeously done. It's just like the same style as the show, but done to an even higher level because they yeah. were putting it out in theaters. Um, and it's like a very, I mean, this is one that works for kids and adults. And we talk about like viewing age, like mm -hmm. from the kid's perspective, it's just like a fun Batman movie. Like there's lots of explosions and Joker and stuff like that, but it's also a very like if you just read this the story out you could be like oh this sounds just like one of the they could be making this batman live action tomorrow yeah like this could be the next batman movie like it's got a very kind of mature like romance and uh tragedy theme to it like it's it's kind of a heartbreaking story um and done just done really well it's a classic batman story um yeah we talked about that it's got gorgeous animation um, yeah, I mean, it's part of the Batman franchise, but it's it's definitely starting to get more recognition now. I think a lot of people, especially now that it finally came out on Blu-ray a few years ago, are starting to kind of recognize it as a serious entry in the the Batman franchise. Um, Do you think they'll ever try to live action it or just steal probably. story bits from it? <laughs> they'll probably try and do a lot. I would be I'd be surprised if this never got mined for if they at least didn't try and do the character of the Phantasm at some point. But yeah, this one's got a lot of stuff that like the new Batman has, like a lot of the mobster stuff and Batman trying trying to figure out how to have a relationship while also being It's vengeance. very possible they'll try and do it for the sequel to The Batman. You never know. Because <laughs> they took a bunch from Long Halloween. Yeah, yeah, this has a lot in common with that too. And I think Long Halloween might have come after this. I don't actually know. But, and um, it has the Joker because we can't have a Batman movie without the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. The whole thing with the Joker and his hideout being at like an abandoned World's Fair. Yeah. And this is so good. cool. <laughs> uh, it's like just a dream from that animation team to be able to draw that kind of stuff. So that's really cool. So did you see this as a kid or older? Like um, after? I'm not actually sure. I feel like I might have seen it on TV as a kid. I definitely didn't see it in theaters. Like I was yeah. way too young, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw it at some, when I started getting into like comics and Batman, when I, when I got like the Batman show on DVD and was like catching up on all the episodes I'd missed as a kid, I definitely watched it then and was like, Oh my God, this is so <laughs> good. So yeah, I had to include it on my list cause I think it's amazing. Batman mask of the phantasm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just going to throw question marks everywhere. All right. All right. Uh, any other thoughts? Nah. So next up is a movie that we're all obsessed with, which came out in 1994, and that is The Lion King. Ma, <laughs> I'm going to hold up Harley during this whole yeah. session. <laughs> so The Lion King, 1994, directed by Roger Allers and Rob Minkoff, which I don't know what other Disney movies they did, because this is a masterpiece. It's a good question. They didn't do any other good movies. How is that possible? Which they ones did like did they Stuart do? Little that and okay. Open Season, The Prophet. I have no idea. Wow. Um, so Lion King. Life's greatest adventure is finding your place in the circle of life. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so what Shakespeare play is this again? Uh, I mean, it's it Hamlet. Feels- yeah, I didn't never thought about that, but yeah, it feels pretty, it's pretty Hamlet-esque. <laughs> so a young lion prince is cast out of his pride by his cruel uncle who claims he killed his father. While the uncle rules with an iron paw, the prince grows up beyond the savannah, living by a philosophy. No worries for the rest of your days. But when his past comes to haunt him, the young prince must decide his fate. Will he remain an outcast or face his demons and become what he needs to be? Oh my God. So this has an amazing voice acting cast too. It's Matthew Broderick, my man from Godzilla 1998, James Earl Jones playing the big man himself, King Mufasa, (laughs) Jeremy Irons playing Scar. We know how I feel about Jeremy Irons. Yeah. I didn't know that Rowan Atkinson was Zazu. Oh, yeah. Um, Nikita Calamel is young Nala. Jim Cummings is a hyena and Scar's singing voice. Wait, Jim Cummings? I don't know if it's that. No, not that. Jim okay, Cummings. not the one who like directed the werewolf movie. No, this guy does voice stuff oh, like yeah, Shrek okay. and yeah, Rick and Ralph. And, um, Whoopi Goldberg is another hyena. Uh, where's what's his name? Nathan Lane, Cheech Marin, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is uh, young Simba. Young Simba. Uh, yeah, a little guy called Frank. I bet Frank Welker is literally might literally be a voice in every single movie we're going to talk Definitely. about, except for Fantastic Planet. I genuinely would be surprised if he doesn't <laughs> in almost all of these. He does. He's very famous for doing all the like animals and snarls and monsters and stuff. And almost yeah. he has like a gazillion IMDb credits. Um. So this is our first kind of musical animated movie, and of course, it's a Disney one. So those yeah. kind of go hand in hand. There's always music, but the music in this is amazing because you got Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what kid doesn't know every single lyric to this whole movie? Like, uh, yeah, I, had, I could probably reenact all of it if you want. <laughs> I had, uh, I made up several um, dance routines to songs <laughs> in this movie. Uh, in particular, I really liked, um, I liked the Scar song. Uh, uh, what's it called? Like, <laughs> uh, be, be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> yeah, be prepared was a big one. And what was the other one that I was like super obsessed with? I think uh, uh, Can't Wait to Be King was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are uh, Akuna Matata, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I had, totally had dance uh, routines built around <laughs> many of these songs. We had this, probably the cassette tape. Yeah. I forgot. Billy Crystal is, what's his name, right? Uh, Pumba or Timon? No, Timon is Nathan Lane. Oh. Oh, okay. I don't know why I always thought it was Billy Crystal. They but, sound the yeah, same. I mean, he's in a lot of the Disney ones. Um. So, yeah. There's not too many other movies 
this might be the only musical one other than runner ups. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked a lot of those Disney movies as kids, like Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid. And, um, I was never a Little Mermaid fan. I like Little Mermaid. Um, Beauty and the Beast and Lion King were definitely the two. I mean, you're obsessed was... with like Mulan and Pocahontas, right? Yeah, we were really big into those. Yeah, those were those were like Kendall's big movies, so we watched them a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked a lot of those '90s Disney ones. I mean, they're gorgeous. The animation's amazing. Yeah, I think this one they really. I don't know what Disney movies came out before this, but this one I feel like they pushed the animation a little more so yeah. you get more like depth and kind of shadows and like a lot of unique like lighting choices for each scene and then they have like the hyena scene that's like all neon green and like very scary stuff which they do in like other disney movies like i remember i think sleeping beauty i could never watch because the ending always freaked me out with like the like evil green witch stuff so- or dragon. I don't know. Here, I'll tell you the movies that came before this in the Disney, like fe- big major feature films. Um, in 1990, there was Rescuers Down Under. Whoop, whoop. In 1991, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. 92, Aladdin. And 94, The Lion King. I guess Aladdin and this are similar styles. Yeah. I think um, Lion King is one of their best animated ones for, yeah. uh, like, as far as the animation style goes. Like, it's just super gorgeously painted Uh, the disney stuff always has a unique look because it was um super fluid and i think that's because they traced each frame would be traced off like models like they would have like actual like they probably had video of actual lines that they would be tracing and that kind of thing so everything has like a very floppy fluid real not real but like soft look to it that's really cool um, so this is obviously made for kids, but I think adults could enjoy it. Although you might get, I don't know. We'd have to ask our parents how annoyed they were. <laughs> like, yeah, <maybe. laughs> it means no worries. Yeah. <laughs> like constantly all day. <laughs> um, when Misha was a young warthog. <laughs> when I was a young warthog. <laughs> oh I think we watched this with Thea though, right? Recently, because I have it logged. I, th- I think we babysat. I think we watched this yeah. and Beauty and the Beast and Frozen with And her, we were way into like, it more than she was. Yeah, she was not paying any attention. <laughs> One day. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, you get a lot of good, like, kid morals in this film about, like... Plus in the grass, it says Murdering people. <laughs> murdering sex. <laughs> um, just about, like, who do you want to be in life? Don't yeah. give in to family pressure. <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about this movie, I always thought the last, like, 20 minutes were, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've watched the first half a thousand times and I've only seen the ending like twice. Cause I feel, I don't know if it was either too scary, like the fight with like the lava and like everything's dead or like, I feel like the pacing is weird with the second half. It's about consumerism. It gets much, it gets much (laughs) slower and darker in the last like 20 minutes. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be, but then, you know, circle of life, but that's far, that was far less interesting (laughs) to me as a kid than like, all the stuff leading up to it, all the fun songs, and then the big, bugs. the big scary ant- <laughs> or, uh, not antelope, wildebeest thing, and then the fun stuff with Timon and Puma, and then it's like, oh, now he's like wants to Teenage. kiss this other yeah. <laughs> lion or whatever. Why is Elton John singing so much? Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I could see that, but 
I think it works overall. It's one of the best Disney movies yeah, ever made. I agree. I think it's great. I have not seen the live action. Oh, I have man. not seen the sequel yeah, animated. They made like two or three sequels and a play. There's like Very a Lion King one Broadway. and a half yeah. where it's just more Timon and Pumbaa and stuff. I've seen, I think I may have seen that one. But yeah, it's weird. But yeah, when I heard they were doing the live action and it looked, it was like, I don't like frame for frame looked exactly like this. Is like, why do you guys it do this? So uninteresting. Yeah, I c- you could not. And they try less. to like pack the like talent in. It's just like I don't care if Beyonce's singing. <laughs> like <laughs> I was fine with Jim Cummings singing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, you know, one day we really need to watch Princess and the Frog. Is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, that was like the last animated last style like this. One. Yeah, because we always complain about like, oh, they know yeah. any of them like that. And then when that one came out, we didn't actually go see it. So, one well, day. there's a, such a like, there's only a finite amount of time when you can go see a kids movie in the theater. That's without it being like a nightmare. Yeah, because like someone who worked at the movie theater, kids movies are insane. We need forty five snack packs. Yeah, exactly. They're like screaming, laughing. If you know it's a good movie though, if they like run to the front of the theater and dance through the credits. Or Is that like a thing? yes. Wow. <laughs> Especially with Frozen, they would like all run up there. <laughs> wow. I did not know that was a thing. That's funny. And then for like karate kids not animated, but uh, kids would come out doing like martial art moves constantly. Oh I did that when we saw yeah. the Power Power Rangers movie for sure. Yeah. I'm like now I know Kung Fu. I mean, I think Frozen stayed in theaters for like six months. It was insane. Yeah. Um, but Lion King is a great, great movie, and I will still watch it till I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I agree. Every it's few definitely years. one of the top yeah. 2D Disney movies. Um, should we stay in order, or do you want to do yours next? No, let's stay in order. You go ahead. All right. So next, we're going to jump one year forward to 1995 when Toy Story came out, directed by John Lasseter. Who's gone on to do quite a few, right? I think so. So, well, he did Cars, Bugs Life, Toy Story 2, and Cars 2. Okay. So not as much as you would think for someone who made Toy Story. Well, he was one of the founders of Pixar, right? I think he was in charge of a lot of those early experiments. This isn't the first Pixar, is it? Uh, Or Incredibles, was that the first? before Incredibles. Yeah, this is the first Pixar, isn't it? I have no idea. I'll look it up. You keep going. Okay. Um, I always thought Incredibles was before, but let's see. So Toy Story is led by Woody. Uh, Andy's... Oh, wait. This is the first Pixar movie. Well, it's a great start for Pixar. Because <laughs> it was an expansion of their one with the baby, uh, whatever it's called, like Baby's Day Out or whatever. Hmm. This is basically like that. an extension of that short. Uh, led by Woody, Andy's toys live happily in his room until Andy's birthday brings Buzz Lightyear onto the scene. Afraid of losing his place in Andy's heart, Woody plots against Buzz, but when circumstances separate Buzz and Woody from their owner, the duo eventually learns to put aside their differences. So this stars a lot of familiar voices. We got Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Don Rickles, Jim Varney, uh, Annie Potts, who else? Lori Metcalf. Um, Who's Claire Metcalf? The mom says Mrs. Davis voice. Is that Andy's yeah, mom? The mom. Uh, who's the the kid? The angry kid. Oh yeah, what's his name? And then you got the aliens, Debbie Derryberry. <laughs> uh, I don't Black know. Lie. Anyway, so Toy Story. This is probably the first like more computer looking animated movie I saw. 
Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I definitely saw this as a kid. It's made for kids. Sid. Sid yeah, Sid. I love Sid. <laughs> yeah, Sid is <laughs> um, But the thing I like about these movies and what Pixar usually does, it's like it is a kid's movie, but they always make it like for adults too in some way. So like when we're watching it as a kid, we don't pick up on all the like little adult jokes throughout. And then later watching it as adults, you're like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. So I feel like has largely become a lost art. Like yeah. a lot of the current like kids animated movies, it's like when we see like ads for like pets too or whatever in the theater and you're yeah. like, this is unbearably unfunny. <laughs> like it's so not funny. Whereas these are like very like uh, age neutral. Like it's, anybody could enjoy a movie like Toy Story. Yeah. Um, so I also really like kind of this story that they have going on, kind of like old versus new where Woody's like old Western movies and Buzz is going to be like new sci-fi and cool robots and stuff. Yeah. Um, I like that kind of play against each other too. Yeah. Sci-fi and cowboys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's funny that they have some of the like licensed to have like Mr. Potato Head and the Slinky yeah. Dog and stuff. <laughs> It definitely works out. But I think, what was your favorite? I always loved the little aliens. I mean, every Pixar movie has some cutesy stuff. Yeah, but Pizza Planet stuff was great. Oh, I liked all the creepy toys at oh Sid's house. Like the the doll's head that's on like an erector set spider <laughs> like, body. crawling yeah, out man. from the shadows. It's, yeah. it's all, it's, oh, you know, I, I don't know if I ever thought about that, but that's definitely a freak's reference, Definitely. Right? And um, I feel like a lot of Pixar, they put references in from other movies like that too. What is, um... So when they're trying to scare Sid away, what is what does Woody say when he like turns his head around backwards to him? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I know I know his but standard is lines creepy. is like somebody poison the yeah. water hole. There's a snake <laughs> in my boot. Well, I do love that. Um Is this the only good Tim Allen role of in history? <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> It's possible. If you don't count the Santa Claus, there's <laughs> lots of people uh, like that. Yeah, I used to kind of like that as or a kid. Or Jungle to Jungle. No, I did like that one too. Um, and then I guess we could mention with the Toy Story, this has a whole franchise and it just keeps going and going. And so most of them are pretty good, actually. I don't like two at all. I can never remember two. So two, two is the one where... I think it's... It has the girl... I think it's Nedry. Not Nedry. Oh, my God. Nedry. You know, what's his name? <laughs> the actor from uh, from Jurassic Park and from Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel, feel like it's his he's voice. He's a toy collector. Yeah, there's like a toy collector. Woody is like... He's trying to c- c- have like a complete collection. Yeah. And, he, and Woody finds out he's based on like a show, like Gunsmoke kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> and yeah, and there's that's where the other Cal... Je- Jesse? Jesse, yeah. Comes from. Two's okay. I wasn't that crazy about it. But three and four are both very good. Well, was it four that we were like, oh my God, they're going to kill these That's toys? Three. Okay. Three, is three was so like dark. super dark. And I was like, I don't but know has, how I'm going to feel about this. But then this. has one of the most like charming, uh, happy endings yeah. ever too. And then four, four is not quite as like I remember liking amazing, it, but, but it, it hasn't is, stuck with It's me. a lot of fun. Yeah. There's the toy that's made out of like yeah, a spoon. Yeah, that was just a couple years a ago. Spork oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was cute. And then now we're like, for some reason, getting the Buzz Lightyear origin story of the real person the toy is based off Which I of. think looks great. I just <laughs> It's just overly complicated. I would have been totally fine if it was just, just a, a Pixar movie, movie about a space yeah. explorer. Yeah. 
but I, I don't really care about the Buzz Lightyear connection, but yeah, it looks I fun to me. Like, I'll definitely see it because I feel like these stories are a part of our life forever now. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'll never forget in that part in Toy Story 3 when they're like about to be when the toys, brave little toaster when to the death. the toys accept death. <laughs> yes. That was just like, oh my God. Yeah, it is real dark. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. No, this is, it's great for sure. Yeah. I love Toy Story. I was big into it. Yeah. And we have to make Thea watch it soon. <laughs> yeah. It's another one that, on the list. If she hasn't already. Um, so next up, I think it's one of your picks. Yeah. So next is from 1997, Princess Mononoke. Directed I know by, who? <laughs> directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Is he the only person, the only director to show up on here twice? Maybe. Probably. I don't know. Um, so the fate of the world rests on the courage of one warrior. Uh, Ash Ashitaka, a prince of the disappearing Amishi people, is cursed by a demonized boar god and must journey to the west to find a cure. Along the way, he encounters San, a young human woman fighting to protect the forest, and Lady Ibashi, who is trying to destroy it. Ashitaka must find a way to bring balance to this conflict. Um, this is, I always like as there are so many um, Miyazaki movies that I uh, love to death, but this is the one that I typically is my go-to when I say my, what my favorite is. Um, it's a, I don't know. It's like a perfect fantasy movie to me and that it's got all these interesting elements going uh, kind of blending together. There's definitely like this sword and sorcery kind of thing a little bit. There's like feral uh, animal, like, raised by wolves kind of thing happening. There's an environmental versus industrialization thing going on. There's like spirits of the forest by the end. It gets very kind of not nearly as violent, but like similar in like apocalyptical style as like Akira where like this, you know, the spirit of the forest is like become corrupted and is kind of taking over and destroying everything. And yeah. Um, and it's just, gorgeously animated. I love the way it's animated. But yeah, the whole thing's got a very like adventure movie too. It reminds me a little, honestly, the more I'm thinking about it, it gives a little bit of a Lord of the Rings vibe. Like this, a bad thing happens to this young man and forces him to like go out and, you know, solve the problem on his own and, and figure it out. Um, but yeah, and uh, I didn't pull it up on, on IMDb yet, but I need to because I really, I also really like the uh, American or English cast um, you talk for a second while I pull it up. So I think I've only seen this one time. We watched it together, Man, but it. it's weird because I know so many people love it and it never really sticks out for me. Like I think of like spirited away and paprika probably more than this one. Hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess my, it's just like, how does it compare to Totoro? And like, I love Totoro so much more. So I like, I mean, I love Totoro and it's, they're kind of even to me, but this one is more, I don't know, I guess a little more adult for me. Yeah. Um, you also love wolves. I guess. <laughs> you got another is wolf movie coming up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so the American cast is Billy Crudup as the main Ooh, character. Ashtaka. It's got Billy Bob Thornton, Minnie Driver, John DiMaggio, Claire Danes, Jada Pinkett Smith, Jillian Anderson, Keith David, uh, Tara Strong, Debbie Derryberry. Who was that? On you said that was. Oh yeah, was that was in Toy else, Story. Right? She was an alien. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just a whole bunch of great people. I do remember liking the animation style for this. 
do you like the little spirits of the forest, the little like doll, uh, stone things that go like always? Their heads like <laughs> bounce around like little bobbleheads. Yeah, and doesn't isn't there like a lot of glowing stuff? Do they glow? Uh, I mean, the forest, yeah, is being like absorbed. Like, I really like when stuff glows like in animated style because it's like that takes skill. Yeah, it's very cool <laughs> looking for sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, this one has a lot in common with Nausicaa, which is another one that a lot of people consider to be the best Miyazaki. I think typically people go, when they're talking about like the best Ghibli or Miyazaki movies, it's Mononoke, Spirited Away, and Nausicaa are the, th- the like top three for a lot of people. Yeah. Because um, those are the mo- the more like kind of serious, um, you know, not a, not adult, but like mature kind of styled ones. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it specifically. Um, do you think they'll ever do a live action? No, I think it'd be very <laughs> difficult to pull this one off. Yeah. You have to wear, ride a wolf around. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't mention. I also like that. There's the whole village. Um, the industrial village is all run by women that run all like they're, they're the ones that are like building yeah. everything and deforesting stuff and stuff. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's a, it reminds me too of like, some Kurosawa movies where like the main character kind of gets involved in this major conflict between two other people. And he's like the mediator a little bit, um, in that, uh, there, it, there's a lot of like gray moral area. Like there's not like a villain and a good guy, like everybody's kind of doing bad stuff and they're trying to figure out how to work it out for everyone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a super interesting movie and it's, uh, always been one of my favorites. Cool. I think the next movie is also yours. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, so next up, I have another anime, but not a Miyazaki movie. Um, and that is Perfect Blue. Um, and that is directed by Satoshi Khan, the late Satoshi Khan. Um, 1997, the color of illusion is perfect blue. <laughs> a retired pop singer turned actress uh, sense of reality is shaken when she is stalked by an obsessed fan and a seeming seemingly a ghost of her past. Um, so Satoshi Khan is one of my favorite directors. He only directed four, five movies. I can't remember how many. And, and he did a TV series too. Uh, Perfect Blue is probably my favorite of the Paprika's a very close second. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and when we talk about viewer age, this is probably the most adult one in, on the whole list, I would say. Yeah, definitely more adult themes. Um, because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of rapey stuff going on <laughs> and murder. And, uh, it's very, very dark. Um, this is a movie. Uh, yeah. So basically this, she's like a Japanese pop singer and she decides she wants to be like a more, a, an actress and take her career seriously. But she's kind of, there's this, a stalker stalking her that looks just like her. And she feels like she's losing her sense of identity and, her grip on reality is kind of folding in. Like it's very surreal and like, she can't tell what's really happening. What's it is. There's this cool mix of what's really happening. What's like in her head. And also these scenes that she's acting in, like the, the movie she gets cast in is like a very dark crime movie where her character gets raped. And it's like very unclear whether it's actually happening or whether it's part of the show. Yeah. Um, so it's super dark. Definitely. This is not for kids in any shape or form. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a really, really well done drama movie. Um, well, it's influenced so many other movies has, too, right? Yeah. Like, uh, 
Black Swan and mm-hmm. is it Requiem for a Dream that yep. has some like well, straight taking shots? <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, we want to mention like live action versions. Darren Aronofsky for years had the rights to this and was planning on making a yeah. live action remake and never did. Um, so, yeah, it was obviously a big influence on Aronofsky's stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just super interesting because it's, yeah, it's a very adult story and it's, um, we also kind of wanted to talk about with most of these, like how it takes advantage of the animated medium. And I think this movie could only be done in animation. So what parts, just the way that it blends. Um, I mean, I guess a lot of these are like that, but this one in particular, the way it kind of blends between reality and fantasy in a really seamless and kind of scary way. Yeah. Um, is really unique to this movie. I think, um, I'm trying to remember like the music in this. Yeah. I like millennium actress, uh, and paprika have more memorable music to me. Um, cause isn't she a pop singer in this? I yeah. I mean, it's very like, like J-pop yeah. kind of stuff. I don't, I don't really remember it that well, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a good one. It's a really dark one. It's not for everybody for sure, but yeah. it's, um, I think it's really, really good. And it's, Definitely one of my go-tos. When I first think about animated movies, this is one of the first ones I put on the list. Yeah. But you could also, any of Satoshi Khan's movies, he was incredibly brilliant. I think Paprika and Millennium Actress are really, really good too. I could have easily put one of those instead. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on Perfect Blue? No, I remember liking it. Um, but yeah, definitely for adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no kids allowed. Uh, so next up is one of my picks, the opposite. Although this could have adult stuff too. It's Wally, which came out in 2008, directed by Andrew Stanton. Um, so after 700 years of doing what he was built for, he'll discover what he was meant for. Oh. What a great tagline. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> so Wally is the last robot left on earth that has been overrun with garbage and all humans have fled to outer space. For 700 years, he has continued to try and clean up the mess, but he has developed some rather interesting human-like qualities. When a ship arrives with a sleek new type of robot, Wally thinks he's finally found a friend and stows away on the ship when it leaves. <laughs> so, uh, um... Andrew Stanton also directed Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, and John Carter. Major weird. giant flop, yeah. John Carter. Uh, so this is another Pixar Disney movie. Um, so it is packed with morals and philosophical questions for children to ponder. (laughs) I feel like I'd have to look at like the order of Pixar movies. This to me is, feels like when they entered closer to the era that they're in now where like, I feel like a lot of the more modern Pixar movies, every time we talk about a new one, they're super interesting because when you start watching, you're like, all right, I get it. I see what the moral is here and where, where they're yeah. going. And then they totally flip the script and you're total. I'm like, Oh, I was absolutely yeah. wrong. And this is about something way more interesting. And it hits you hard because you weren't expecting it. Well, I feel this, like this one's like that too. I remember when this came out and thinking it was crazy because I think there's like the first 40 minutes, there's no talking. It's it just robot beeps yeah. and like the robot showing emotion through his little mannerisms yeah. and, like having a cockroach best friend, like none of them talk. So it's like, do kids really, they're really going to sit through this? And it's like, yes, kids love this movie. <laughs> so this was originally on my list until we decided that you were going to do this one because 
I think this is one of the best sound design movies ever made. Yeah. I mean, Ben Burt gets a voice acting credit <laughs> as Wally <laughs> because he built like an entire language of beeps and boops and emotional responses made all out of just nonverbal stuff. Well, it's just this whole movie also with its animation style really like every little mannerism. So it's like the sound and the visuals mm -hmm. like they that alone is telling the whole story because you only have so much to go on plot wise because there's only like a handful of human characters. And even then, I don't think they talk that much. No. And that's only in the second half of the movie. Yeah. Like the first the whole first half is just beeps and boops. And, you know, it's yeah. all just telling it through sound and picture without dialogue. Yeah. It's amazing. Um. So, yeah, I think viewer age, anybody could really enjoy this, kids or adults. Um, yeah. And it dives a lot. I When this came out, it's like we're starting to get more into the discussion about climate change and stuff. So I think it was very relevant when it happened. And it's like, oh, like this probably is where we're going. <laughs> like yeah. we're going to abandon Earth because it's a giant garbage fill landfill. <laughs> and we're all going to be morbidly obese, obese in, in little chairs yeah or I mean, little I'd, pods I'd, 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 i mean they don't look so bad but then i also <laughs> like wally like he they give him so much character like he finds all the little things he likes from the garbage oh, yeah. and like he watches old movies and he uses the movies doesn't he use tapes or something to talk to um the other robot occasionally i don't remember he'll place the, like you scenes might, might be yeah because i think it's he might be obsessed with casablanca like, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. It's been a while since. There's definitely like it. a black and white movie he plays over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be Casablanca or something like that. But it's funny because it's been a while since we've seen this and I don't actually remember what they do after they leave Earth. Because <laughs> I know he follows the shiny new robot he loves. Well, he basically goes up against the Sigourney Weaver Evil AI robot. intelligence yeah. that's running the like cruise ship where all of humanity lives. Yeah. And gets them to come back to earth and like help. Oh, it's because he finds a plant. That's what happens. Oh yeah. So, so that like point, is his mission, right? Yeah. He's got to bring humans back to cultivate it. Or that was Eve's mission. If she finds a plant, they know they can come back. Something like that. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how it worked. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter. It has cute robots. <laughs> Indeed. Um, uh, yeah, but this is like a masterclass in sound design. I mean, liter literally, we watched this movie and behind the scenes stuff for it when I was in school because it's such a important and just like crazy well done movie for sound design. Yeah. And I doubt it'll ever be a live action. No. So, <laughs> well, now we're getting to the point where these are new enough that none of these are probably going to be remade in our lifetimes. Probably not. <laughs> so, we'll see. Um, um, but yeah, any other thoughts on Molly? Uh, I don't think so. It's probably, if I had to pick my favorite Pixar, I didn't have any Pixar on my list, weirdly. You've got a couple. Um, but Wally is probably my favorite, but I, I mean, there's a lot of really good ones, so it's hard to say, but, yeah. um, yeah, I love Wally for sure. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, next up, I think it's another of my movies. So... Continuing on the Disney Pixar train. <laughs> so next up is Up, which came out in 2009, directed by Pete Docter. Docker? So Carl Fredrickson spent his entire life dreaming of exploring the globe and experiencing life to its fullest. But at age 78, life seems to have passed him by until a twist of fate and a persistent eight-year-old wilderness explorer named Russell gives him a new lease on life. And Pete Docter also directed Monsters, Inc. and Soul, 
and Inside Out, which might it's actually a lot be of my, good movies. Inside Out might actually be my favorite Pixar. I always kind of forget about it. So this stars Ed Asner, Christopher Plummer, Jordan Nagay, Bob Peterson, Delroy Lindo. Uh, I think that's John most Ratzenberger. of the main people. Yeah. Uh, so this has probably the toughest heartbreaking intro to any oh, movie it's ever. Legendarily and uh, heartbreaking. <laughs> Because this old man is like, uh, it's kind of showing his whole life and how he falls in love with his wife and their whole life together and the hardships they go through and then her passing. And it's like, Talk just about shove a knife into my heart. Another Pixar. one that with no dialogue tells an incredibly poignant and heartbreaking story. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they, they meet as kids. They want to go on adventures together when they grow up. And then they find out she can't have kids or one yeah. of them can't have kids or whatever. And then she gets sick and. Yeah. Large. And they're like adventure fun always has to get used for something. And it's like, this is why he's like a grumpy old man. Like, yeah. because this like horrible, tragic thing happened to him. I hate this. <laughs> it's so sad. It is very, very, very yeah. sad. And then, um, well, it's all uphill from there because then it's like crotchety old man getting to live his uh, adventure out with this young, annoying Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah, he basically has to kind of recapture the like enthusiasm that he had as a kid through yeah. this other, this Boy Scout kid and the talking dog. Well, actually, it's funnier, though, because he's had this plan because it like it shows his house over time and like how skyscraper office buildings are surrounding Gentrification. him. Yes. And then one day, like he's had this balloon plan planned. And yeah. So he was like, I'm just going to fly away and go on my adventure. And then this kid gets wrapped up in it. It's definitely one of the weirder Pixar very plots. weird it's like, very imaginative <laughs> it is like this is not one where it's like uh you know it's not like there are ones now where they're just like let's find a cultural holiday and make a yeah. story about family <laughs> um you know like moana or coco or luca, luca or, or <laughs> whatever the new one the other one yeah. that just came out um this one is like such a strange weird story um, but it works really well. And I, I like too, that it ca it has a lot of references and fun stuff related to like, uh, adventure serials from like the 1930s. Yeah. Like that's what he was inspired by. Like these, like, you know, adventures, like, you know. Yeah. And I like how it kind of dives into like how his hero in life isn't actually a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets to figure that all out. Um, when he finds the like lost city or whatever they're yeah, trying to discover. Yeah, it's like a lost island that has like dinosaurs and stuff, right? Yeah, dodo birds and stuff. Yeah, man, we need to watch this movie again. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, I saw this in theaters. It's a whole long story. We went and saw this because we couldn't see what we wanted to go see. And me and my friends were all like weeping at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it was so upsetting and sad. Um, and then you also get the little comedic relief of the dog that they put the talking collar mm -hmm. on him. So I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Unconditional name? love. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Doug. Um, so this is another one. I mean, Pixar is really good at making kid movies for adults too. Mm -hmm. So parents and people without children who just want to watch kids movies <laughs> can enjoy like mm, us. Yeah. <laughs> Not creepos. <That's> <laughs> and then this also, I, 
it definitely works for this. I think their animation style, like they have their signature down now. It's like you can tell when it's a Pixar movie by the theme and how it looks. Um, but I do like each one kind of gets their own little twist on it. So like these don't look like realistic humans. Like no, I like he looks like, like he's made out of boxes. Caricature, almost, like. cartoon, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And then I also just like how colorful everything is in this movie. Yeah. But yeah, that intro, ugh, I'll probably just start crying if we watch it. Because <laughs> I'll be like, oh my God, this is us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, because I want to be an adventurer. <laughs> and I don't want babies. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want babies. But I love dogs. <laughs> so funny. They need a little cat though. I want a cat sequel. <laughs> It'll be called down and they go to hell. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm getting off topic. Wow. Um, so I love up and I can't think of anything else. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else to say, but yeah, I love up too. I also perfect great. casting. Yeah. Ed Asner yeah, and Christopher good. Plummer being the like Charles Lindbergh character. Do you remember that time when Ed Asner was on a talk show and he whispered oh something God, and everybody yes. heard it? <laughs> It's just funny. I'll let let you kids look that one up. Um, On the Google. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, I love Up. That's a good one. Um, Next is one of mine. And that is Letter to Momo from 2011. Uh, My list is apparently real anime heavy. It didn't really occur. It is funny. I picked like all the Disney stuff. And I picked like... Uh, all but we complete each other. <laughs> one, all but two of mine are anime. I didn't yeah. realize that. Um, Letter to Momo is from 2011. It's directed by Hiroyuki Okiura. Um, has he done anything else we've seen? No, I don't think so. Um, a shy 11 year old's life takes a strange turn when she discovers three hungry goblins living in the attic of her new house. She misses her old life. She misses her father very much until she makes some new ghoulish friends. Um, I wish, apparently I didn't write a review for this movie and I wish I had, and it's been a little while since I've seen it, but this one was one I, um, saw and it just kind of blew me away a little bit and how much I liked it. Like it really emotionally hit me really hard. Yeah. Um, cause like the whole idea in this movie, the reason it's called Letter to Momo is basically her dad died in maybe a car accident. I think it was something like sudden and she had gotten in like a big fight with him right before that. And he had written her a letter. And she was, has been like afraid to read it for like, you know, the last few years. Um, and these weird like demon creatures show up in their new house where they, her and her mom moved and are kind of, you know, it's that whole thing. They're like a little bit like Totoro, like they're helping her kind of get through this thing. And it's got a really cool, visually cool, um, climax where there's like, uh, a big, um, like not, maybe not tsunami, but like a major storm that's like threatening they live on the coast like threatening to flood the whole town and they she has to like ride through across this bridge in the rain to like you know save say get to her mom or i can't remember exactly what the circumstances but it's, it's funny because that's like the only part of this movie i remember yeah and i like i guess we just haven't watched it in a long time yeah I, well we need to watch it again because it was one of those things where i watched it after 2011 like I, maybe the next year and yeah. i after that i went back and it like was in like my top two or three movies of the year after I watched it. Like it was above uh, some really big, you know, cabin in the woods and girl with the dragon tattoo. Like at the time it was like, this is better than those. Yeah. So yeah, I really need to rewatch it because it's hard for me to remember the specifics, but, uh, 
I definitely have like a vivid memory of being like, this is amazing. This is a masterpiece. It's, I mean, I gave it five stars. Um, so yeah, I wish I could say more about it. It's just been a long time since I've seen it, but it definitely hit me really hard and I really liked it. Well, do you think this was, do you think it's for kids? Maybe older kids? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, kind of going through grief. It's not cute stuff. like Totoro is, but it's definitely similar kind of a similar idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like 10 to 11 year old kind I'm of thing. I'm trying to remember, say. like this animation style, it's like, I'm trying to remember if it's more like interactive, like where the backgrounds maybe move more fluidly than like how they're drawn. It's definitely got more like computer-ish feel to the 2D yeah, side of it where it's like, thinking. yeah, everything's very kind of fluid and stuff. Um, I was trying to see if the, anybody in the American cast... Uh, if it was anybody we know, um, doesn't I'm look guessing like they it. would never do a live action of this. No, I mean, this movie was not like majorly popular. <laughs> yeah. although it has uh, a good, very good rating. I think let's find out. IMDb gives it 7.3 and letterbox gives it 3.6. Not as high as I thought, but yeah, I don't know. It's a lot I, of anime movies dealing with male, like Kiki's delivery service. <laughs> She's not delivering mail, but yeah. About letters. We need to write more letters. That's what I'm getting. When we were children, we wrote letters before the email and and the pages. (laughs) Thanks, Savannah, dude, that nobody's going to know what we're talking about. Long story. But anyways, yeah, I wish I could talk more intelligently about it, but it's been quite a while since I've seen it. But Letter to Momo is a very, very good movie. Cool. What's next? Oh, boy, these are all me for a little while. Okay. Uh, I've seen the next two. Yes. Okay. So, so the next one is one I've talked about <laughs> at least twice on the podcast before. So I won't like gush too much, but, uh, you are obsessed with this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is Wolf Children by Mamoru Hosada, who's become one of my favorite directors. Um, he did Girl Who Leapt Through Time, Mirai, Summer Wars, Boy and the Beast. Um, and he's got a movie out now called Bell that I'm kind of interested in, although it looks like it's like a, sci-fi version of beauty and the beast it's mm. a, i think it's his first musical uh wolf children is about it says uh after her werewolf lover unexpectedly dies in an accident a woman must find a way to raise the son and daughter that she had with him however the inheritance of their father's traits proved to be a challenge for her so basically her kids are half werewolf <laughs> um so basically it's another one where it's about kind of growing up and uh from one perspective it's about like the mom's perspective and how raising kids, they're literally like wild animals. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, uh, and also about like kind of accepting how her her two kids are very different from each other and different from her. Like one of the, one of the kids is more kind of takes after their dad and it like kind of wants to be more in touch with nature and live kind of among the animals. And the girl is always trying to kind of hide her animal self. Um, so it's just, it's, it's cute, but it's also just really, really well done. Um, and uh, I think it's really emotionally smart and interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a great metaphor for raising kids being literally monsters. <laughs> um, Little feral wolf children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anybody in the American cast that we know? This is so slow because we keep having to look it up on IMDb because Letterboxd doesn't list the dubbed voices. Uh, let's see. I remember thinking this movie was very cute too. It is Because the little kids are just like little wolves. <laughs> uh, and and also, they turn into like, 
their features come out more, right? When they're like more emotional. Yeah. There's a cool, uh, there's, I think it's, uh, I think every parent painting did a cool video on this movie too, where they talk about, this is one of those things you can only really do in animation where it's basically the montage of them growing up yeah. and the camera's just moving back and forth between the different classrooms, like side, side moving side to side. Yeah. Um, and you see them like coming in and out of their classes as they're getting older. It's really cool. And this style is also kind of typical of the other ones we've mentioned, um, like Letter to Momo, same year, same kind of animation yeah, style. Yeah, definitely similar style for sure. Um, yeah, and all of Hasada's movies have a very, um, uh, very like clean and the like there's less shading in the characters. Like the, the backgrounds are very like painterly and yeah. beautiful, but the characters are a little bit more like, Cell, not cell shaded. That's not the right word, but I don't know how to describe it, but very like clean. It's got a very clean look to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think this movie's amazing and it like kind of blew me away when I checked it out the first time. Uh, I think uh, most of Hosado's movies are really good. Summer Wars, I could have easily swapped out for this too, I think is also excellent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one I think is just a, I, I think it was on our comfort movie episode. I mentioned it. Um, yeah. It's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah, I'd love to watch it again because I think it's very, very, very good. I remember thinking it's, it was cute. This is one of those ones <laughs> like um, like Wild or like, uh, I'm trying to think there's another one, a movie that like was, I liked a lot when we saw it the year it came out or whatever, but then over time it's gotten higher and higher up on my like all-time favorite movies list yeah. for sure. Like, yeah, I love this one. You have to force everybody to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> one day. And it's a lot about sibling relationships too, right? Yeah, a lot of his movies are about that. Mirai is very similar in that sense too, where Mirai is about like a kid who basically has an imaginary friend that is his mom as a child. Yeah. So it's like you kind of get to understand your parents from the perspective of when they were a kid. Um, yeah, so a lot of his stuff is very much about family in, in an interesting way. And they're all very kind of unique. Um, but yeah, I love Wolf Children. I think it's great. Um, and my last one is for also from 2012, good year for animation. <laughs> and this is our first and only stop motion movie on the list. I guess it counts. Definitely. Counts. <laughs> uh, it is stop motion animation. Yes. Uh, and that is Paranorman <laughs> directed by Sam Fell and Chris Butler of Leica studios. Um, it's all fun and games until someone raises the dead. Norman. <laughs> In the town of Blythe Hollow, Norman Babcock can speak to the dead, but no one other than his eccentric new friend believes his ability is real. One day, Norman's eccentric uncle tells him of a ritual he must perform to protect the town from a curse cast by a witch centuries ago. Oh, uh, this is Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cody Smith McPhee. Up all the time. Anna Kendrick, Casey Affleck, Leslie Mann, Jeff Garland, Christopher Mintzplass, John Goodman. Uh, Alex Borstein. Yeah. A lot of good voice talent in this yeah. one. Um, yeah, we saw this one in theaters. I think it's the first, like a movie that we saw. It's one of the early ones. I don't think any of their other ones have quite reached the heights of paranormal to me. I liked no. Kubo, but it wasn't like amazing. All their movies have been like cool, but well, not, there's like, like box trolls, which didn't resonate with me. Yeah. Box trolls is okay. Kubo was interesting looking. Yes. I think all of their movies are gorgeously animated, but this yeah. is the only one that like the story really worked for me. What was the Sasquatch one they did like a couple years ago? Something like Bigfoot, right? Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. 
That one was okay, but it wasn't great either. Yeah. This one is definitely the only one where, yeah, this, let's, let's talk about the story a little bit. So obviously it plays on a lot of classic horror movie stuff. Like obviously it's got a big Night of the Living Dead um, yeah. influence, but also it does like really funny like Halloween and <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> a lot of like Halloween and Friday the 13th references that are really funny. The scene with the laundry. I mean, yeah, this movie is made for us really. Yeah. It's full of little horror movie references, <laughs> but I think what's especially great about this movie is that it, uh, it sets, you know, it's like a lot of the great Pixar movies in that it sets up this villain and the goal of the characters like, Oh, we have to stop this evil witch. And then by the end it's like, Oh, the witch is really not so evil no. after all. Um, it's really just about understanding one another. Accepting people's differences. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just remember this movie being boycott because of the one line at the last minute oh, of right, the movie. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Where the football player has says he has a boyfriend and she's been like hitting on him the whole he's movie. He's like the buff like football yeah. player. Yeah. And he's like, she gives him something and he's like, oh, my boyfriend's going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a great, great line, actually. Um, and that was enough to why it probably didn't do as well. Cause people are like, it's promoting a gay agenda. Yeah, do people <laughs> love this movie as much as we do? I mean, I know horror people love it. Like I'm pretty sure Spencer likes it. Yeah. I mean, we've watched <laughs> it at one of our Halloween parties. Yeah. I don't know. I thought this movie's great to me. Like I, yeah. I would love to watch this movie anytime. Um, but I don't feel like I hear as many people talk about it as it's also kind of in between. I think audience wise, it's not really meant for like young kids who would probably be the backbone of most ticket sales for stop. Yeah, that's true. It's maybe a little too scary for younger kids. Yeah. Oh, missing link was the name of that other one. Oh yeah. I, I think teenage and up is fine, but then it's like, would teenagers go see this over like a fast and furious movie? Yeah. Probably not. Maybe that's true. (laughs) It's a very like small audience. I think that would love it. Niche audience. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, kids who like, like, Horror stuff like creepy yeah. stuff, like goosebumps. Kids might be into mm-hmm. this kind of thing, but yeah, it's maybe a little too scary for little kids, but too kitty for older <laughs> kids. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I love paranormal. I think it's great. Well, it's also funny. So, like, we've already mentioned a bunch of the tropes and stuff, but there's also funny like gags where like the guy is trying to get stuff out of the vending machine, and <laughs> it's like oh, slowly man. zombies coming on the alley, and he's like. <laughs> Yeah, like trying to get it. Yeah, yeah that is, I forgot about that. <laughs> that scene is very funny. And then I also like the stop uh, animation style yeah. because like before this, we have like Nightmare Before Christmas and Wallace and Gromit is like clay people. So mm-hmm. this is very unique in its own little way too. So they definitely have like their own stamp on their stuff. Box Trolls kind of looks like this as well. I mean, all their movies have a kind of a similar, but different like aesthetic about, like james and the giant animated Peach. style that yeah. one's weird too yeah, that's a good one <laughs> um yeah i love the way the zombies all look they're all like very um like exaggerated like yeah. skeleton skeletal figures and stuff yeah it's great it looks fantastic i also like that it starts with like his horror movie that he's making at home yeah <laughs> it's really good um yeah this one's super fun it's Probably, I mean, obviously, I guess since it's the only one I included, probably my favorite stop motion animated movie. Although I do love Nightmare Before Christmas for sure. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think a lot of the stop motion stuff that we really adored were are not features. Yeah, we didn't mention that when we talked about it at the beginning, but the Wallace <laughs> and Gromit shorts were yeah. a huge part of my childhood. We Same. watched those obsessively. But yeah, Paranorman. So our last 
movie before we cheat and do all our runner-up movies mm-hmm. <laughs> is newest movie, 2018, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which was directed by Rodney Rothman, Peter Ramsey. Is there a third person? There's a dot, dot, dot. Bob, Bob Persi- Persichetti. Persichetti. <laughs> Spaghetti. <laughs> um, so more than one wears the mask. That's an awkward tagline. Yeah, not great. <laughs> Miles Morales is juggling his life between being a high school student and being a Spider-Man when Wilson Kingpin Fisk uses a super collider. Others from across the Spider-Verse are transported to this dimension. So this is probably one of the most unique style animation films, which is definitely why it had to be on the list because it uses color like no other movie ever. It breaks like the lines like it's not clean but it also is very clean it's like there are also mixed media everywhere there's also (laughs) lots of different types of animation styles layered on top of each other like some of the different like the uh the little japanese girl with the spider robot that one's very anime styled and then the film noir one is very much like more classical and and the what's um peter porker (laughs) is very like looney tunes styled cartooning style the one of the things that really blew me away with this movie is we saw this in theaters. I legitimately remember a moment when I, when I thought like, Oh, this isn't in 3d. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally for a second thought I might be wearing 3d glasses because it looks very, it has very much of a 3d movie look without yeah. any kind of, you know, actual 3d technology. It's kind of amazing. I don't really know how that works, but it really does. Yeah, I forgot to mention all the actors. So you have Shamik Moore, Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld, Mahershala Ali, Brian Terry Henry, Lily Tomlin, Lauren Velez, Zoe Kravitz, John Mulaney. Zoe Kravitz play? Mary Jane. Oh. She's uh, Nicolas Cage, Kimiko Glenn, Catherine Hahn, Liv Schreiber, Chris Pine. There's like a thousand people in this. Oscar Isaac? Who's he? Interesting person number one. (laughs) That's weird. Don't remember that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you also get the voice acting's great in this too. Yeah. Um, I think this might be the best Spider-Man movie. Yeah. It's my highest rated for sure. The thing I hate though, and this kind of goes into like, will it be a live action? Is that pretty much everyone has stolen this now from this movie of the multiverse and like, or throwing it in as like, oh, we can use this as an excuse to bring back every single character from any other movie that we want. Yeah. Because they go into the multiverse. Well, I mean, so I'm a little tired of that and it sucks because they did it first. Granted, <laughs> that's a, been a, a thing in comics for decades, but yeah. like literally like 50 years. But, uh, you know, yeah, I'm glad that this movie got to do it first. Yeah. Because it does it so much better than anywhere else yeah. has done it. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah. This movie's unabashedly just like, you don't have to know anything about Spider-Man and you don't, and it doesn't treat you like a baby, like, Oh, here's, here's what a Spider-Man is. And here's how he got his powers. It's just kind of dives right into it mm-hmm. and lets you kind of figure things out as it goes. Um, yeah. I mean, this movie is just super, super fun. And just visually, like anybody would love this. I feel like, like we saw it with your, your dad and stepmom mm-hmm. and, they seem to like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your dad loves animation, so. I mean, this is one of those ones like Mask of the Phantasm that I suspect when they first started developing this, they're like, oh, we'll probably do like a direct-to-DVD thing. Yeah. And then they were like, oh my God, this is like better than most of the Marvel movies coming out. We have to put this in theaters kind yeah. of thing. And now it's like 
immensely popular and they're making a sequel this year, I think, actually. I think so, although I don't see any of these directors attached to a sequel. Yeah, I don't know if it's any who's who are involved in the new one. Um but uh yeah, I mean this is uh definitely the most I mean, we've liked a lot of the recent Pixar movies. I liked Soul. Yeah. Uh, I liked Onward. Um, I'm trying to think of some other recent animated movies Mitchell's we've seen. Mitchell's and the Machines. Yeah, we liked Mitchell's versus the Machines for sure. Um, but yeah, this is definitely highest rated of like the new, newer Did this stuff. win the Oscar for animated? Oh, it had to, right? Yeah, I think it did. Um, And then I guess... Like age wise, I might have already said this. Like, I think kids would enjoy it, but um, I think it also does a good job of kind of hitting that like teenage middle school market too, yeah. <laughs> because uh, they make Spider Man so much cooler as Miles Morales. <laughs> yeah. He's not just generic white dude Peter Parker <laughs> from down the street. Sure. It's like, oh, this makes more sense. <laughs> um, to finally uh, have yeah, like a black Spider Man. Uh, and this is on the IMDb top 250 is number 71. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to see who's involved in the new one. Uh, just out of curiosity while we're talking about it, uh, which by the way, the new one is a part one. Oh boy. Yikes. It's across the spider verse part one. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. A whole different crew of directors, but same, the same writers. It looks like, I think yeah. uh, be a three, another three directors. Uh, it's supposed to come out October 7th this year. I also remember liking the music a lot. I can't like pinpoint anything, but it was, it definitely helps the whole story and the feel. It says it's just its own unique style. Definitely. It's very like urban uh, graffiti and just like runs with it, but also still like attributing comic style into very it. Very comic, very comic y. It's like comics meet graffiti meet you know, hip hop style. Yeah. All kind of blended together in a really, really unique looking movie. Like there's nothing else even remotely similar to this that I've ever seen for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I think it's great. I remember we saw it in theaters and I was like, that was so much fun. And then we watched it at home like six months later or whatever. We bought it at black Friday. And I was like, that's a masterpiece. Yeah. Like this is so good. <laughs> definitely. So, yeah. Definitely rewatchable. Uh, oh, and this is on letterbox number 14 in mm. the letterbox top 250. I don't know if I put it that high, <laughs> but it is very, very, very good. So it'll be interesting where they take this kind of style and if other animated movies are going to adopt this and just kind of incorporate more. I don't know if they will because I imagine this is really yeah. hard to animate. It probably is. Which <laughs> is why it's taken them so long to yeah. make a sequel. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's amazing. So that wraps up our seven picks each and mm -hmm. now we will quickly run through a thousand other movies that people should watch if they want to watch animated movies all right let's do it so inside out and a bug's life are two other pixar movies that are great yeah inside um, out makes me cry every time we watch it and bug's life is very funny i quote it all the time the, it's about it's seven samurai get right? the food. Yeah. yeah it's a seven samurai <laughs> the crickets Get the yeah. I can never do it right. <laughs> uh, Watership Down was a movie we watched. We saw it on a lot of lists recently, and it's a little depressing. It's about bunnies trying Honestly, to find... it wasn't quite as dark as I thought it was going to be given the There was one the scene reputation. with the barbed wire that was like, ugh, oh, yeah. I mean, choking this bunny to bloody, death. Like, yeah. But it's, yeah, I mean, we've, it's not... I was expecting a war movie, it's I not, guess. Yeah, it's yeah. not a perfect blue or... No. <laughs> for sure. So Watership Down is... It's good, but... 
Uh, it didn't make the list. That was a runner up. <laughs> yeah, but I did like it for sure. Yeah. Um, Nova Seed was one from like 2010, I think, that I saw at a festival that one guy literally hand animated the entire movie from scratch. It took him like 10 years. Yeah. It's very like heavy metal, 2000 AD looking animation, really cool music, very like sci-fi, a sci-fi adventure movie. It's really cool with gorgeous animation. Uh, Violence Voyager, I thought about including and ended up putting it in the runners up because I didn't know whether it would 100% count as animation. It's called Gekimation, where it's like uh, paper puppets that are mm. hand-drawn. Are The whole movie's made out of like, those. They're like moving paper around. Yeah. Um, that's a super cool, bizarre, bloody, but strange. David Cronenberg makes a kid's movie. <laughs> <laughs> movie. Uh, Summer Wars is another Hasado movie that we mentioned. It's like virtual reality. Uh, metaverse gone wrong kind of thing. Another one about like family, really cool animation style. And then we have Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle. Those are Miyazaki, right? Mm -hmm. Howl's Moving Castle is one that I don't think gets a lot of credit, but it was, aside from Totoro as a kid, I think it was the first other Miyazaki movie I saw. And I was just like, this is so cool. Yeah, I like Spirited Away a lot. I yeah. think I like it more than Howl's. Spirited I saw much later than I saw a lot of the other ones, which I think is why it never was yeah. like top of my list, but it is really good too. Remember that little girl that dressed up as the, the creepy yes. monster <laughs> and that was scaring all the kids in her class. I so love great. it. <laughs> um, Paprika and Millennium Actress, we mentioned other Satoshi Khan movies that are really good. Yeah. Paprika. I always remember the like parade monster. Yeah. Scene. It's basically That's like crazy. the dream world is like escaping into yeah. the real world. And so it's very like surreal and strange and crazy and cool. <laughs> And then we got another Disney movie, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I think that's their... I, I mean, Lion, I totally get why we chose Lion King, but Beauty and the Beast to me has the prettiest animation and some yeah. of my favorite songs. Yeah, it has a lot of good music too. Nobody, something like Gaston, something, something Gaston. <laughs> you remember it so well. <laughs> something, something, provincial life. <laughs> that's like the first song in the movie when she's like reading the books and stuff. It's like no one eats like Gaston. Yeah. No one and then sleeps like Gaston. Of course, like there's like uh, you know, what's the what's the teapot song? Oh, uh, can't remember now. Tailless old time. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I love the animation. Oh man, just the animation of like the rose, like yeah, falling apart as it's gorgeous. And the way they this was the first one where they combined the <laughs> computer animation with two D animation for like the dance sequence, where like yeah. the space they're in is CGI, but they're two D yeah, animated with it. It's very really cool. Plus, who wouldn't want Bell's access to that library? Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, that's a really good one. I loved that movie as a kid. And then we kind of mentioned Nightmare Before Christmas. is one of those stop animation movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, to me, that's one of the best, Another mus good musical. best musicals. Yeah. If we did a musical episode, that'd be 100% yeah. high on my list. But um, yeah, no, I love it. That was a very influential big movie in my childhood, too. I love that one. Yeah, I feel like I watched it a bunch. Now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, that probably could have been on our list, honestly, but oh well. Yeah. Uh, we have spoken. <laughs> um, the other, and the last one we had on the runners-up list was Ghost in the Shell, which is just... Uh, Starring Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, no, not that one. Uh, no, the original Ghost in the Shell, just like super hard sci-fi, you know, really influential. Yeah, I was tempted to figure out a way to include Neon Genesis Evangelion, but to me, those mo the movies by themselves are not like standalone in a way as someone who watched them recently 
I hated it. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> because I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, that's it's not made for non people talk about like complicated people, yeah. uh continuity timelines with like uh Marvel movies and with like Halloween movies and stuff. Boy, no, they got nothing on Neon Genesis yeah. Evangelion. It is real complicated. It's a commitment. But they're it is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it's more I considered the show to be like the definitive thing, not the yeah. movies. But yeah, I think that's it, right? So that is our runner-up list. Um, so I guess that's it for this episode. Don't forget, you can always see a list of all the movies that we talked about on our Letterbox account. You can also follow us on Twitter at Spice Podcast and not on Facebook because we never, I don't even know what the login is for it anymore. <laughs> it's evil. Goodbye. Um, so let us know what your favorite animated movies are. Let us know if you're an animator and you want to turn Michelle and I into cartoon characters. Oh, that'd be cute. And Harley though. Yeah. Just Harley. <laughs> I want a whole movie about Harley. Um, Harley as Totoro. That's our, our life is yeah, the movie about Harley. We're just the side <laughs> characters. Um, tell us how awful the beginning of Up was for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how you felt the sound design was for all these animated movies. <laughs> and what your favorite Gaston references from Beauty and <laughs> the Beast. Um, so we'll see you soon on another episode of Splice Together. together.